What's up, bros? I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we're a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie re- movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. Uh, this week on the podcast, uh, we got some weekly watches to go over with you guys. Um, one in particular, I'm so excited to just obliterate for how bad it is. <laughs> Cannot wait to talk about it. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, What's up, Sam? Hello, Sam. Um, and then uh, after that, uh, we'll jump right into our headliner of the evening, which will be our breakdown of Trolls Band Together. Hell yes. So, Caleb, what do you say we get started? I say, let's do it. Hey, this is Mikey T. And the Grant. And William. And we are the Failing Hollywood, Hollywood Podcast. <laughs> but you're listening to the All Bros Podcast right now with our good friends Caleb, Caleb and Jonathan Rose. Yeah. Um, and they are the best movie podcast. Second best. Second best movie podcast. Yeah. Around. Yeah. So, yeah. These Listen to these hot takes coming up. I'll give them the number two trophy. Number two. Jumping right into uh, weekly watches. Uh, Caleb and I both, I feel, watched a decent amount this week. We um, did. I was yeah. freaking pumping these bad boys Especially out. Caleb. He freaking like, knocked it out of the park. Like, holy shit. I know. And I don't even think I got everything off the list. Like, I think there's still like one or two that I'm missing. <laughs> Damn, dude. Holy shit. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, with me, um, because I, yeah, I guess I will start. Um, so in preparation, uh, for us, or sorry, in preparation for this episode with us breaking down the third Trolls movie, um, I rewatched the first one, um, because I haven't seen it since the, the freaking, uh, the, since it came out, which was 2016, which is freaking insane that this movie is that old already. Excuse me. Oh my god. Excuse it doesn't feel like it's newer than that. It does, right? Um Yeah, so rewatch this one. Um so uh yeah, I mean honestly, um it's just as fun as I remember. Um it really is. Um the trolls movies are they're the movies that like you you can I feel you could turn your brain off to. They're very vibrant. They're colorful. The story's very simplistic. Um, the the music's good. Just it it's nowhere on the lines of like you know Puss in Boots, The Last Wish when it comes to DreamWorks. But it, I still have fun with these movies. Um, this, of course, especially the first one. Um, so like I love the characters of Poppy and Branch. They're great. Um, although I will, what I'm kind of confused about, and I don't know about you, Caleb, um, at the end of this movie, uh, branch turns back or like his colors turn back into his regular, like full on, like very vibrant, vibrant, bright colors. And then Um, they don't keep that with the next film. Yeah. Or yeah. With the second or the third, like they're not as dim as they are in this one. Um, but like, what the hell? Like, why did he go back to his emo phase yeah so i mean they keep his his skin color like they keep him that like that blue but they but his hair goes back to being black yeah like you couldn't have kept it dark blue 
I know. Like, it's just continuity, people. Yeah. Like, come on, DreamWorks. What the hell? You're better than this. Um, yeah. So just, yeah. Like, I genuinely had a fun time with it. I I hadn't seen it since 2016, uh, like I said. Um, so I'm glad I rewatched it. Um, and it got me pumped uh, for uh, the second and third. So um, I would actually give it a $5 Tuesday. Um, genuine, like on the big screen, the colors would pop so well. The soundtrack would sound so good. So this is one you would need a really good theatrical experience for. I don't think you could go in to this with just anybody. This is true. This, this is very true. Like, um, I think this would make a killer sing along. Oh yeah. Dude. Like, it's kind of funny that like whenever they release them on uh, like Blu-ray stuff like that, they always make it as the sing along edition. That's always the tagline for the physical release, but they never put a, uh, a sing along version in theaters. Right. It's like, so dumb. It's not a thing anymore. Like they don't do sing along releases in theaters anymore. It's kind of bullshit. Sure, Probably I'm sure a lot of losing money on that. Yeah, because let's face it, not a lot of people want to sing in public. I, I being one of them. Yeah, um, I, that, I think that's a very special type of movie that you're able to do that with. Like I know that around Halloween time, they do a lot of viewings of Rocky Horror Picture Show where it's sing along. But I think it's because that movie has a cult following. Mm. So it's, it's I feel like that makes sense for for films like that that have that kind of following yeah. versus this. This is just modern kids movie. Yeah, that's fair. But it's a good modern kids movie. It is a very yeah. good kids movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so first one, five dollar Tuesday. Um, and so. In preparation, watching the first one, I had to watch the second one, which I had never actually seen. Um, I did not watch this one; it first came out. Um, so this is my first time seeing Trolls World Tour, um, and once again, genuinely, genuinely good. Um, I love that it really expands on the universe. Um, you get literally no Bergens in because you know in the first one the villains are the Bergens and. Trolls versus Bergens. That, that's the plot of the story. But I like that in the second one, it is just fully based on just trolls. That is all it's based on. Um, and just like the idea of like diff, uh, different troll, different types of music and the trolls that are associated with that, um, how they had like a falling out and then, you know, wanting to get them all back together, um, both good and bad. Um, just, genuinely fun to watch um like, like i said with the first one these, these are nothing these movies are nothing special they're nothing groundbreaking but i never was bored um the hour and a half flew by i, I freaking love that all of these are clocked in an hour and a half they never go above that and for trolls i think that's perfect absolutely i think any more would be a little bit much but an hour and a half is also the perfect time for younger kids. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, like feel exactly how I did with the first one. Just the colors were so vibrant. Um, the, the story is actually pretty damn good for, and I'm, I'm not even going to say for a trolls movie um, because like, even for like any DreamWorks movie, I, I feel that like everyone, like, 
I think that they hate on the trolls movies just to hate on them because they're like, Oh, they're so just deemed at children. That's, that's all they are. And like yeah, so many, duh. yeah, <laughs> but like so many people will compare these movies to like the two boss baby movies. And I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? Boss baby freaking sucks. In my opinion, that is like the lowest of the low when it comes to DreamWorks. Trolls is nowhere near that. I wouldn't say Boss Baby's the lowest. Like I, I enjoy Boss Baby to a point, but I mean, I do not. Tro- Trolls is is just solid good times. Like I mean, you got the killer soundtrack. I mean, that's what I freaking watch it for. That's why I enjoy watching it for. Yeah. Like obviously, when I have to watch it, <laughs> I, 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 I no, like I, not saying it, like that's not anything bad against the movie. That's just I do have to turn it on quite a bit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but solid movie, yeah. super solid movie, yeah. super solid sequel. Um, and so it was a nice way to get prepared for uh, this third one. Uh, which, as you know, is our headliner of the evening. So I'm on the same level as the first one, $5 Tuesday, Um, because it's just as good. Um, Yeah, like I said, said, the the whole trilogy is just consistent, and I love that. This trilogy I would compare to another one of DreamWorks, Madagascar, where all three, to me, are genuinely good. Um, They're they're not not like great. Oh, my God. Excuse me. They're not groundbreaking. They're not like on like top tier level of DreamWorks, but they're they're good for what they set out to do. Um, they actually have I feel really good characters. Um, I feel Poppy and Branch are really really good characters, um, and just I, I I don't know what what they set out to do with with these movies. I think that they accomplish very much so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that is the second one for me for uh weekly watch, and then the last one, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> so for anyone that know or for anyone that has listened to this podcast for quite a while, um, you would know that uh, when it comes to uh, real life serial killers, I find John Wayne Gacy the most interesting. So I try to watch uh, everything. And I mean everything uh, that is put out on him, whether it be true crime documentaries, uh, movies like this, um, true crime documentaries, excellent, solid, all of them. The movies, on the other hand, okay, um, some are better than others. This one was god awful. Um, you know, was I, it really that bad, dude? It, oh my god. Um, I get why someone would someone would want to turn a real life um, crime like Gacy's into their own horror movie and also, you know, change, change some things a little bit. But can you at least get some things right? Um, because literally one of the first one of the first two things like this wasn't even 10 minutes into the movie that pissed me off. That they got oh, wrong. No. <laughs> One, uh, the kid that is watching him from across the street after Gacy moves in, um, he's like, Oh, yeah, he just moved in with his uh mother and uh sister. 
Gacy never lived with his mother and sister. It was just his mother. When he moved into North, was it North Park Township? Yeah. God, I should get these. I, I should know these names. When he moved there, the only people that were with him were his mom when he first moved in. And then once he got remarried, uh, his wife and her kids moved in. And then, you know, his mom decided to move out. But anyway, um, just he, ne- <sighs> his sister never lived at 8213 West Somerdale. So that was one. And speaking of 8213 West Somerdale, his address, they got the freaking dimensions wrong of the house. And I think they only did it to add dramatic effect because there are, there are multiple shots where you see one of his victims crawling on the floor and him walking down the stairs, very intimidating and shit like that. Whereas in real life, he only had a one story house. I was going to say, like, even I know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you just did that to like do scenes like that. Like that's freaking stupid. Um, yeah, dude, that is absolutely something that like, like when you started talking about stairs, I was like, I like was starting to think. I'm just like, wait a minute, those pictures didn't like the pictures that I saw didn't look like there were stairs in that house. Yeah, no, it was just a one level house. Um, but just yeah, so there was that. Um, and then every oh my god, I mean, I hope these uh, other these actors got better work or or if they're actually better actors because. The plot that we get here with them is so stupid um, with uh, the the kid that lives across the street from Gacy um, living with his parents. He sees some stuff and he believes that he, Gacy is hiding people. He's hiding bodies under his house because none of the guys that he brings into his house ever leave. Um, shocker, his parents don't believe him. Um, even when he tries to go to his friend's. Uh, they're just like, oh, just leave Mr. Gacy alone. He he he's fine. He's so normal. Um, just no. And then freaking throughout, like at points when he's just Gacy, um, like he laughs uncontrollably, like when he's like, oh, like on top of a vi- one of his victims. But when he puts on that clothes, clo- wow, when he puts on the pogo outfit they make him just turn into the freaking Joker, like laughs uncontrollably. Just no, she was not like this. <laughs> Dude, this would be a hilarious episode of Gacy Gazette. If you were to d- talk about Dude. this movie with brave face. Oh my God. I would have so much fun. That would, yeah. <laughs> oh God. That'd be so much fun. I should try to convince him, but I know he's, he's so, he's so busy right now. Um, cause I, I know, I think they're like, uh, almost done with their Gacy documentary, which I'm so excited to see. Oh, Forget that's going to be the shit. They posted, um, he posted a picture of like the actual, uh, sign of, of, um, the, uh, oh my God. Um, nor, why do I always mess this name up? Nor, I swear it wasn't, it was, I think it was like the apartments that his mom lived in. Um, and so he actually posted a picture that he was there, um, like doing interviews or some shit. Like he is really going everywhere that Gacy was in Chicago and is 
freaking insane. It's so cool. Or Illinois, sorry. Um, just, oh my God, it's so freaking insane. Um, and for anyone, you know, watching uh, this live stream, as you can see, for me wanting to talk about this movie, I had to wear, a, you know, a Gacy shirt. Um, so because i had to you know I, I was so excited to bash this movie even though you know it's a small segment weekly watch i don't care i had to let people do not watch this movie um if you want to know anything about gacy do not watch he was not like this um they they do nail that he was a regular average joe guy um because he very much was that on the surface but of course you know underneath we all know who john wayne gacy is um but just he, he did not, he was not the freaking Joker. That was not Gacy. Um, and just there, there's so many other problems that I have with this movie. Like there is one, sh sorry, one more thing. There is a shot <laughs> that they do as downtown Chicago. <laughs> they have the camera literally this up front to the actors just so you can't tell that there's modern cars in the background. That that's the only reason I can give as to why the camera is that damn close. I I am worked up very much. So Sam's would piss me the hell off. Uh, sh I shouldn't be getting this pissed off about a real life serial killer, but when he's not portrayed the way that he is, that the way that he was, how just how conniving, evil monster he was. And like I like I get it. This is this is this is supposed to just be based on the true story. They changed some stuff to turn it into a horror movie. But at least get the true simple facts right. The stuff that people really should know about Gacy. At least get that damn at least get that right. Dude, that's the stuff that's like scarier. Like, why are you trying to Hollywoodize it? Like just do like a freaking re an reenactment would be freaking yeah. scary as shit. Like for anyone's that for anyone that has seen uh Dahmer uh the Monster Dahmer series, if you watch the final episode where you get the connection between Dahmer and Gacy and you saw one of Gacy's victims, literally perfect. They portrayed that so perfectly. That is how John Wayne Gacy was. Gosh, this would be a really great discussion do we need to reach out to Grayface and tell him when we when he releases the documentary like you should have like tell him like we'll release it or we'll do an uh, episode about episode it episode of gacy gazette with him oh that'd be so freaking cool that'd um be the shit. I, I don't know if i pointed it out already um like like the only positive of this movie is the guy that played gacy like he actually he looks like him like genuinely like they actually picked a guy that uh because like i feel like in some like they've made him way too skinny or way too big um i feel that this guy was like for the most part like perfect um stature -wise. dude even what i saw of him like it was his freaking actor picture on imdb i was like holy shit yeah like they he looks nailed that casting yeah, he looks like john wayne gacy um i just wish that he could be in a better movie because I, I feel in the right in the right movie or you know limited series whatever he could actually do a genuinely good job pulling off John Wayne Gacy. Do you think like his acting would have like needed help, or do you think it was it was a 
No, I don't. I think it was a writing problem because when there are scenes where like he's actually just genuinely talking to like the the kid and his parents, the acting is actually still good. It's just when they tell him, oh, hey, go full on Joker here. Then I'm just like, oh, my God. (laughs) Jeez Louise. Um, But anyway, um, so. I'm sure it's. uh not surprising whatsoever after that long rant that I would give this a do not bother um, because it, it does not understand Gacy at all. It just, it fails in what someone should know of how much of a conniving evil monster John Wayne Gacy was. He was not the Joker. He was not that. That is, that is the best way that I can sum up this movie. They try and try to make him out to be the Joker. He was not that. Yeah. Man, the uncontrollable laughter, that is very reminiscent of just the Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movie. Dude, I'm sure dude, they probably took took that and ran with it. They're just like, okay, Joaquin Phoenix Joker, John Wayne Gacy. Let's make a horror movie with that. <laughs> it's like, go. <laughs> Got this. Shit. But Caleb, what did you watch this week? Uh, this week I watched a, a bunch of shit. Uh, starting off, I wa- I re this was a rewatch for me. I rewatched Warrior. Um, this movie is fantastic. It is so well done. Like the this. Like the the combat, like there's there's not a lot that they get wrong about this, um, in terms of like the training and stuff, um, like all of it is it's just it's super intense and it's I don't know how to explain it. Like it it is a it's a more or less it's a boxing movie. I mean I I know it's like MMA, but fighting is fighting. So it's it's just kind of one of those situations, but it's cool. So the premise is that there's some multimillionaire that he's just like bored or whatever. And so he creates this this fighting competition called Sparta, where he where the winner of this tournament gets five million dollars. And typically in when it comes to fighting. You you have like the one big battle and then it's like a few months and then you have another one and then a few months. Like it's kind of that, like they cycle it out a little bit, right? Mm. Just so you can get like healing and rest and training in between your, your, your matches. So he was like, all right, well let's do this where it's these hardcore tournament style fights like every day. So it so it's like they they just kind of work their way through the roster and it like you could have a fight like two. I think they had one where it was like two fights in a row on the same night, like for some of the the people. And it's supposed to be a, a situation of like stamina or whatever. And it's interesting because everyone kind of has their own like between the two brothers, um, they each have their own reasons for wanting to win um tom hardy's character is a marine that went a wall 
And while he was like running away or whatever, he saw some Marines that were in danger. He went and like rescued them. So he's viewed as like a war hero when he's like, when he comes back, um, just because of what he, what he did. And he has, he made a promise to his combat partners, family that he would like provide for them so he's wanting to like basically donate all the money to to her or to his to his buddy's family because his buddies like passed away um and then joel uh, um yeah joel Ed- egerton's or edgerton's character he's like broke like he's a physics teacher and he's like on the verge of losing his house. And so that's what the 5 million would go towards is paying off his house. Okay. And and whatnot. So like I said, really good motivations, but like it's a really well character driven movie with a, a, a good focus on like the, the fighting. And they do a great job with the fighting. Like it's super well choreographed and in everything. Okay. I'll just but, check this one out. Yeah, it's it's a great movie, which is exactly why I'm going to be giving this a full price ticket. Hell yeah. Uh, the next one that I watched is The Hill. Um, so this is the story of this kid who has a degenerative bone disease who is apparently like one of the greatest hitters in baseball and it's a story of his struggle growing up with a with his father being a preacher and pushing like trying to limit him in a sense, like telling him what he can and can't do, what his bones are are capable of handling and what they're not. It's it's a little overacted. It is 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 walking a fine line of being a Hallmark movie. Oh damn. Yeah, I mean it's cool for like if you're into like the whole sports history stuff, but is is I right. not like I said nothing too too special. Um, so I'm, I'm giving this a nothing better to do because this is honestly, it's background noise. It's I, maybe it's just because I wasn't, I'm not into baseball. I think if anyone's into learning like sports history, this would be interesting to them. Hmm. Anyone else. It's just, like I said, it's background noise. It's a borderline Hallmark film. Okay. Damn. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the next one I watched was Big George Foreman. This one was actually really good. Um, they talk about the struggle of like George Foreman and in, in his career. Um, so I mean, you know much about George Foreman, or you just mostly know about his grills? Mostly just his grills. <laughs> mostly the grills. Yeah. So, so here, here's like just a quick summary he was constantly getting into trouble as a as a kid and so he joined the job corps 
and they were trying to teach him skills and stuff to be, become a productive member of society. Um, and he ended up getting in trouble with them because some dude stole his shoes and he went and like beat the kid up or some shit or to, like chase the kid down. And one of the counselors or people in charge there, they, or he saw like the potential for him to be uh, in boxing, thought it would be a good outlet to get all that anger out. Um, he ends up freaking picking up boxing really quick, uh, ends up becoming an Olympic level boxer. Like he wins the gold and the Olympics in like almost a record amount of time. Cause he, I think when he won the Olympics, he would had only been boxing for a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then he went on to become the heavyweight champion uh, of the world. Super successful and, and whatnot. And then he went and fought Muhammad Ali and got his ass handed to him mm. like five <laughs> ways to Sunday. And, <laughs> and so like that kind of like killed his, his fighting career. Um, and he was like continuing to try and fight, but he was just, he kept losing and there was one fight in particular. He he walked out of the ring, but I guess his heart stopped or something. Shit. And so he was like, he was only like 28 years old, but his, his heart gave out. So he like was dead. And then he like comes back and then he's had like this big spiritual awakening and becomes, um, goes to become a preacher um runs his own church and everything and opens up a youth center which which is cool so he, he's actually approached by someone from his congregation about like training their grandson and he's like no like i'm not here for it. i don't box anymore and turns it turns it down but then he recognizes that that kid was on the news because he got caught up in like gang activity oh. like a week after that whole discussion. And he felt like horrible about it. So he's like, all right, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this right. He opened up a youth center where they train for boxing and, and whatnot. The person managing his money made some like really bad investments. And so he ended up becoming broke. They were on the verge of losing the, the youth center when he's like, all right, well, I'm going to pick up boxing again and become the heavyweight champion again. And he was at this time, he was like 40. So he was like at the age, most people are like long done. Yeah. So he, uh, yeah, he starts training again, gets his whole his old team back, and the, like he was fighting with rage, like during the first por portion of his career, and he's like, "Nope, I'm fighting different. Like I'm fighting with God on my side, and and all this, and ends up becoming the heavyweight champion again." Uh, they have like a match that like brings in millions of dollars, so the. And he like puts it all into the youth center so it can 
like stay open okay. for ever practically That's and awesome. yeah and so the um they were just wanting to break even like i think they were only looking for like a couple million for the the hbo fight and it ended up bringing like tens of millions of dollars in damn yeah freaking crazy and then he's like yeah so i mean we got all this and then the guy he just like kind of like grazes over it but he's like yeah so like you have some other investments like uh that commercial you did for those grills is doing really good <laughs> and i'm just like gosh i want to know how he got into the grills <laughs> but they kind of skip over that and and talk Darn. about like the rest of his his life and and everything it, it, it's it's a good movie it's a super solid movie all right um so i'm i'm giving this one a five dollar tuesday like this is one i would really like to see on the big screen nice uh, the next film I watched is called Pain Hustlers. Um, yeah, so this has Emily Blunt and Chris Evans in it. And oh, it's, wow. yeah, it's a freaking opioid crisis movie and how freaking shady that business is. And I got to say, it really aggravated me <laughs> in like in a way that I know it's it was supposed to. Okay. Um, they don't, I will say they try to glamorize like what they do in ter- like in terms of like the, the con more or less. So they make like thousands of dollars off of doctors prescribing a medication. And that's like the, the freaking gist. So they're trying to like convince doctors to prescribe something to people like I think they said um, off of one patient being subscribed a, or prescribed a certain drug, they get paid le- in terms of their commission. It's like $40,000 a week. Like super, it's like crazy <clears throat> profitable and it's super shady. And they're like, but it's not illegal. It's not illegal until you start pushing w- the doctors to prescribe it to people that don't need it. And it's Mm. yeah. And it has uh, like, I think they talked like the drug that they were pushing had fentanyl as one of the ingredients. And it was supposed to help for pain management for cancer patients. But then they started pushing it for like minor headaches. And so once they started doing that, then it became illegal. And this, I mean, the story is freaking crazy. I don't know if it, it was in the based off of a true story um, list on Netflix, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if this was like an actual company or whatever. They did just show a bunch of examples where that shit happened. Like at the end, they just showed like news clips and whatever. Okay. But pretty well acted super interesting um like i said emily blunt and chris evans freaking power powerhouse team um and i think this came out last year too so it's it's a newer film wasn't bad oh cool um but yeah i'm giving this one a stream it all right sweet 
And that is the last thing that I watched this week. Okay. Hell yeah. As far as um, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to point out really quickly, I made a big boo-boo and I'm going to call myself a true dumbass um, for this. Um, Norwood Park Township is the the area that Gacy lived. That's where his house was located, not his mom's apartment. I feel really <laughs> dumb. How did I forget that? I don't know. Um, yeah, I feel really stupid for that. Uh, gray face, if you're listening, please don't hate me for that. <laughs> <laughs> but my opinion still stands. Do not watch Gacy serial killer next door. It is awful. Um, but anyway, uh, Caleb, what do you say we get? Oh, my God. What do you say we jump right into our headliner? I say, let's do it. So, uh, like I said earlier, this week's headliner uh, will be our breakdown of the third Trolls movie, Trolls Band Together. So, Caleb, you want to let everybody know how we break down movies on this podcast? I would love to. If you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. Uh, the eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects. But with this movie, we're going to be talking about the animation, um, music, the costumes. But with, again, animated movie, we're going to be talking about the character design. And then we are going to give you our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and spit through our algorithm and give us a letter grade to compare this movie to others of a similar grade. Uh, so if you have not seen Trolls Band Together, uh, we are going to be posting that spoiler warning now. Uh, so if you listen beyond this point and anything is spoiled for you, it is your own damn fault. Yep. Yeah, so now we will begin our favorite segment that we like to call Reading with Rose. <laughs> All right. An infant branch and his four older brothers, John Dory, Spruce, Clay, and Floyd, perform as a boy band called Brozone. When their clashing egos prevent them from performing the perfect family harmony, a powerful ability that trolls can achieve when they are in complete sync, the brothers argue and break up the band. Branch is left alone to be raised by his grandmother, Rosie Puff. Did they ever actually say her name? I don't know if they did. Okay. I freaking love that grandma, though. Oh, she's amazing. Dude, I freaking like she's I forget the line. That she says she like when they kind of do the cut to her and she's like, oh, like. Like, I play for the love of the game, but I stay for the money. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> like, I, I laugh so hard at that. Uh, so good. I really love shit like that, dude. Uh, all right. 
Uh, in present day, about a month after preventing the rock apocalypse, Branch and Poppy attend Bridget and Gristle's wedding in Bergentown. They are interrupted by John Dory, who reveals that Branch's closest brother Floyd has been captured by Velvet and Veneer, two Mount Ragin teenagers who wish to be pop stars. The siblings have imprisoned Floyd in a diamond perfume bottle, which they use to extract his essence and improve their singing, although the process could eventually kill him. As the perfect family harmony is the only thing that can destroy Diamond, Branch reluctantly agrees to help John Dory find their brothers and rescue Floyd. Along with Poppy and Tiny Diamond, they set out in John Dory's armadillo-like portable van named Rhonda. They find Spruce at the, at the Vacay Island Resort, where he has changed his name to Bruce and started a family. Bruce is reluctant to help until his wife and 13 kids convince him to do so. The group later finds Clay at an abandoned Bergen miniature golf course inha inhabited by a hidden colony of pop trolls who did not know that the Bergens are no longer their enemies. Having been separated from the other pop trolls when they, f when they fled the final trollstice, the hidden troll colony's leader Viva reveals herself to be Poppy's long lost sister. At first Poppy is del delighted, but the visit turns sour when Viva refuses to believe the Bergens have changed and tries to stop Poppy's group from leaving the golf course. They manage to escape thanks to Clay, and Poppy and Viva separate with broken hearts. Meanwhile, Velvet and Veneer continue to strip Floyd of his essence. Velvet reveals that she forged Floyd's handwriting and sent a note to, to John Dory in order to bait Floyd's brothers to come and rescue him. Furthermore, Velvet and Veneer's assistant, Crimp, invents shoulder pad suits that enhance the extraction, which the siblings plan to use when they capture all of Brozone. The trolls make it to Mount Rages, but once again argue and fail to reach perfect family harmony when his brothers decide they will split up again after saving floyd branch scolds them for abandoning their family and still treating him like a baby reminding them that he lived his whole life alone after their grandmother got eaten branch poppy and tiny locate floyd on their own but velvet and veneer capture john dory clay and bruce making a rescue even more difficult Branch and Poppy confront Velvet and Veneer when they start mingling with a crowd of fans, prompting them to drive away in their limo. During the ensuing chase, Velvet and Veneer begin using the shoulder pads to extract the essence from Branch's brothers in order to put on a show. Branch and Poppy are soon helped by Viva, who joined, joined forces with Bridget and Gristle after they stumbled onto the golf course during their honeymoon. Seeing that Floyd is just about out of essence, Branch tells his brothers that they are simply that they all simply need to put aside their egos and work as a team. They, along with Poppy and Viva, perform the perfect family harmony and break free of their prisons just as Floyd loses the last of his essence, but he is quickly revived. Veneer, who had, who had been second-guessing Velvet's ma machination, machinations, publicly confesses their crimes, simultaneously enraging his sister and sending themselves to prison. The trolls return to Vacay Island and witness Brozone's comeback concert, joined by Kismet, another band branch. Kismet, could they have like tried to like make it sound like NSYNC? <laughs> oh no, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why are you guys playing with us like that? <laughs> yeah, um, we know it was NSYNC, you losers. <laughs> we all. I just imagine the um the uh the when they were thinking about you know like the ideas for a trolls three and they're just like okay how about like something with a boy band and they're just like okay 
And what if we can convince NSYNC to get back together just for this one movie and to release one song after so many years? F yes. Um, so yeah, joined by Kismet, another band Branch was once a part of. Later, Poppy and Viva joined Brozone under Branch's proposal as honorary members. I was so ready for him to propose to freaking um poppy and them get married i'm just like oh perfect perfect ending to the trilogy but at least it was admitted that they are boyfriend and girlfriend so i'll take that yeah i think that's about as good as we're gonna get for now yeah oh is that it oh yeah that's it sorry okay cool (laughs) oh man dude this movie was fun it really was um, like you, you could. I feel you could say that about all three trolls uh, trolls movies. Um, just the the stories may be simplistic, um, but who who gives a shit? These movies are just so much fun. This one, especially this might be my favorite one, honestly, um, because, yeah, the idea of Branch being a part of a boy band breaks up so many years later, they have to come back together and you know it's also an excuse uh, to have an ending where um in sync also gets to come back together um can we also talk cuz i was thinking about this you know like the people that played uh branch's brothers those actors great um how would you have felt though if instead of at the end they say oh you know branch wasn't only in brozone he was in another band or boy band um how would you have felt if the the brothers in Brozone were played by the NSYNC members instead of the ending that we got where they were just another band? I would have almost preferred that. Right? Like, I, like, kept, I kept hearing, like, Eric Andre's voice coming from the brothers. I'm like, okay, so is he, like, the only one that's not played by a member of NSYNC? But, yeah, so it wasn't until, like, the end that it was revealed i'm like ah that sucks yeah like i mean i feel like everyone from instincts like has dabbled a little bit in acting yeah i I think so i'm pretty sure um but don't be wrong i mean it was cool that they actually got in sync back together just just for this this movie and to release that one song yeah Um, i mean i wouldn't like if even if they didn't do that i would have preferred if they did something where maybe in sync were the singing voices of okay. his brothers that's fair i mean because obviously like eric andre is not freaking singing most of that shit <laughs> yeah I, I mean i'm i mean i hope david diggs is singing because it sounded like him yeah, I mean, I I figured like he might and Kid yeah. Cudi, yeah, did. I don't know. It did sound like Eric Andre, but they might have like very much, um, what's the word, auto tuned, a lot of his voice. Maybe, or maybe he's just a great singer, and we, yeah. and <laughs> we, we're sounding we like it. assholes. I know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't on anything on uh, IMDb that's distincted like. Um. Oh, that he had like a singing voice, right? I don't think so. I don't know. The only other thing I've seen Eric Andre in is freaking Jackass Forever. 
Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking real, real quick, see if there's anything that's like singing voice. Or if, uh, what, John Dory has another. No, it doesn't seem like it. Hmm. All right. Interesting. So it wasn't. Um, I don't know what else is there to say. I mean, I I will say I did like um that uh we uh what's the word? So I I like that you bring you brought back Gristle and Bridget in this one because I I will fully admit I did miss them in the second one. Um, so I was glad to see them back. Same. Um, um, honestly, I, w- I was totally fine that we don't get to see a lot of the other trolls from the first two movies that we've come to know. Um, I w- like I was totally fine that uh, when they go on this journey that it's just um, Poppy, Branch, and Tiny Diamond. Those are the only three that um, come, come from the uh, first, two, first two movies. Um, and I found Tiny Diamond annoying as hell in the second one. I loved him in this one, actually. Dude, same. <laughs> he he was really good in this. Um, yeah, just like they do a really good job of. Um, I feel getting them all back together. Um, the 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 story, I feel it makes sense. It, it it's very simplistic. Like that is one thing that I will give troll troll movies. They're very simplistic stories. But that shouldn't knock down the movie because they're told very well, despite that. Um, and like it just all it just all made sense that you know because of you know how close branches with uh, oh my god, uh, I'm horrible with names. Uh, Floyd, um, shocker, he'd be the one that um, is uh, kidnapped, and Velvet and Veneer use him to. Uh, uh, help their voices and then the other three include uh with branch you know have to band together and save him um that that was really good i i especially like because um i thought that um was it uh the one with the green hair or was it it was green hair right or was it yellow uh i think i know who you're talking about and i think it was the it was green was it clay I think it was clay. Okay. I was expecting there to be like such a huge, he was going to make such a huge fuss about joining them, you know, like being like, Oh no, no, it will never work. That that's stupid. No, I will never join you guys like instantaneous when they bring it up. I'm like, okay, you know what? That actually surprised me. (laughs) Um, So, you know what? Kudos to this movie for surprising me with its uh, character direction. Dude, the only thing I wish that they would have actually this is more of a character design problem than anything. I I found the the characters a little hard to follow because like initially because it's like we only get to see them for a really short time at the beginning and then their their design changed a lot by the end. Yeah, dude, like ser- like the only one that or when they're consi- reintroduced. Yeah, the only one that's consistent is John Dory. Yeah, pretty much. Like literally the only thing that changed about him was his vest. Yep, exactly. Like, which, you know what? I'm not knocking. Um I actually liked that. Um the yet of uh Clay and um Bruce uh 
definitely had huge changes uh, to their characters. Yeah. And I'm not against like the big changes. Yeah, no, it, it worked. It, it definitely made sense because like usually when, you know, you see bands break up and they're just like, oh, yeah, let's get the band back together. When they're doing these kind of montages of getting that certain member, it always has to be like, oh, my God, you've changed so much. Like what happened to you? Like you weren't you're not even recognizable. It, it's a stereotype with this kind of stuff. And I'm not knocking it. It makes sense. But yeah. n definitely n nothing new there. Yeah. This was definitely one of those get the band back together type movies. And I mean, we all know how those freaking go. Yeah. Like it, it's almost like formulaic at, at a certain point where it's just like, oh, well, hey, I think I found this guy. We're getting the band back together. Musical number. Like, and then after the end, he's like, I'm in. <laughs> yep. Like, it's it's basically a heist movie with a musical number in between. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that's a good way to. Yeah. I mean, but despite the simplicity of it, I do think it was still, like you said, really, really fun. Yeah. How did what did you think of Velvet and Veneer as the villains? I actually liked them. <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> They're like they're the the people I I, I hate to like, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I no. found them to be like so funny. Yeah, I mean we'll get into that with acting, but yeah, the the two that they picked to play them, perfect, like so so good. Yeah, I I honestly would have almost liked to see more of them, <laughs> dude. Right? Same. They were so interesting. It was it was it was crazy. Dude, like whole... any clip that I saw, I thought they were going to be annoying, but I'm like, they're just so endearing. <laughs> but well, I, I liked it. I liked them a lot. Whole joke about uh, we grew we grew up poor. We deserve this. We lived in the suburbs. Our we parents didn't... were dentists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like yeah, but nobody liked us. Ooh. Yeah, I freaking love that. Gosh, and I will be addressing that in writing. But yeah, I freaking loved that that little bit uh, of dialogue. That so was good. so funny. And honestly, I think those two. I I I'm feeling I I know the the guy. I'm I don't know him by name, but Amy Schumer was a freaking perfect fit for that character. Um, the person you're thinking of is Andrew Rannells. Yes. I I recognize his voice. He has a very distinct voice. He does. And I have seen him, him in it. quite a bit of live action stuff. Um, but yeah, love his voice. And it works so well, like just in contrast to Amy Schumer's. It did. Yeah. So, yeah. so where are you sitting with the uh, with story? Um, yeah, just like super solid story. Um, I guess okay, not super solid. It, it's like it's a, not a generic story, but like it it it, it perfectly fits for a trolls movie. Um, like yeah, I said, it's it not a bad thing. Other pieces, but yeah. enough of a like that trolls twist on it that makes it interesting. Yeah, there we. That's perfect way to um sum it up so i think i think i'm gonna be on 84 
I am actually just a hair below you at an 82. Hell yeah. All right, next up we got writing. Bro, there this were some is... sneak attack jokes in there. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. they they I'm not going to say I feel like there's been better writing in other movies. Uh or in like the other trolls movies. Like the humor it hits. Yeah. But not as well as I feel it typically like it typically does like this is one of the the weaker scripts where i feel there was more funny about like one and two than this one but there were like the ones like the little the tiny like i said the sneak attack jokes were fantastic yeah i yeah i definitely agree with you there yeah like i like the the one that came from the grandma the like I, I play for the love of the game, but I stay for the money. <laughs> freaking love that. <laughs> like I laughed so freaking hard. And then the uh and then like what we were just talking about with Velvet and Veneer being like, you want to go back to like where we had practically nothing <laughs> then the please sir, can I have some more? <laughs> and then it just jumps to like like our parents were dentists and then jumped back to the suburbs and they're just like, how was school today? Stop attacking me. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what, what it was about that. Jo- it was, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it really was. Um, like I said, lots of sneak attack jokes. Yeah. Like, like they came out of nowhere. I can't remember. There's a part where, um, Poppy and Branch are, um, this is like towards the end when they're climbing up with their, you know, like sticky hands and tiny diamond says something about, you know, carrying him, but I can't remember the full joke, but I remember freaking like, like that, that caught me off guard too. I'm like, okay, that was, that was actually funny, Yeah, but I can't remember. The oh, joke. It was, was it the freaking the pacifier? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, that was hilarious that was that was so good when branch is driving and he's just like all right tiny diamond hit me what are you talking about man <laughs> like that play with me, me laugh. i know and he's just like don't you do me dirty like that and he's like all right fine and tosses it to him <laughs> uh, like dude perfect yeah i think that was it that was sold by everyone in that it, situation yeah, it was. It was so well done um, when John Dory first shows up at uh Bridget and Gristle's wedding, um, I can't remember. I swear, Poppy, um, when she finds out that it's him, or maybe it's in another scene where she's like, "Oh yeah, you're you're, you're the old one. You're the like." She's literally like saying all these things except for he's like, "No, no, no. I was known as the leader." Yeah, like, I th- yeah. She was saying, "Oh, you know, you're the old one. You're the bland one. You're like, like damn girl, he gets it." <laughs> Yeah, no joke. He got freaking roasted. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I mean the jokes were good. I I don't think they're on the same story as or at the same level as the story though. That's yeah, that that's fair. Um I, I, I can definitely Um I would probably be I'd probably be uh I'd probably be an 80. 
it did not quite crack 80 for me. It's a little bit lower for me, so I'm putting it at 79. That's completely fair. Yeah. All right, next up we got acting. Uh, so going through this cast, we have Anna Kendrick, who voiced Poppy. Justin Timberlake, who voiced Branch. Uh, we got Eric Andre, who voiced John Dory, which is one of uh, Branch's brothers. Uh, let's see. We got David Diggs, who voiced Spruce, or, or the artist formerly known as Spruce, now goes by Bruce. <laughs> yeah, you got to give uh, Clay respect for um, actually um, sticking with that. It's fair. Respect. I know. I love how he kept like thanking, like, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Clay. Uh, speaking of Clay, Clay was voiced by Kid Cudi. Uh, then we got Amy Schumer, who voiced Velvet. Uh, Andrew Rannells, who voiced Veneer. And then we got uh, Camilla Cabello, who voiced Viva. I think that's how you say her name. I think so. Who was uh, Poppy's sister. Yes. I thought she was going to be in this a bit more than she was. I did too. I mean, I I loved all the parts that she was in and the the way that they reacted. There's like we're going to have to have a long talk with dad. Like that's so dad. That shit was <laughs> that shit was great. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh did you skip Floyd? Like who who voiced Floyd? Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank who Floyd was. Floyd was the one that was in the uh the container. Oh my god, yeah, I did, dude. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> oh my god, I am so sorry. Um okay, let's find out who that was. Yeah, I mean it's it let me I, I got it up right now. Oh, you did? Uh, okay. Floyd was voiced by Troy Savan. I don't know. Uh, well, kind of looks familiar. I do not recognize a single thing that he has been in. Huh? He's been in a lot of music videos, so I think he's a singer. Okay, I mean, not bad for. I mean, this was his verse first voice, um, acting. Solid job. Oh, you know who he freaking played. I think he was young. Yep, he was young Logan in uh, oh, no X Men Origins. Oh, that's cool. That is pretty sick. All right. <laughs> well, now I'm even more sorry that I forgot to include him. My bad. That's I'm fine. sorry. Like he, I, I liked his performance. Um, like I, yeah, like I thought he he gave a decent performance. He's not in my top three or anything. I just remember that there was one other. Yeah, brother. No, that no. Thank you for pointing that out. Damn. Um. Anyway, so what's your uh your top three look like? I have a feeling it's it, ours is going to be pretty similar on this one. Okay. Um. Number three. Um. I would actually give to Eric Andre, who played John Dory. Um. I really enjoyed his character. I loved his voice actually for this character. It worked really well. Um, and just a- out of like the bro- the new brothers, well, not new brothers, out of Branch's brothers, um, he was my favorite to watch. Um, 
So yeah, he's number three. Um, number two, I would give to Justin Timberlake. Played Branch once again. He's great. Loved him in the first two. Loved him in this one. Um, just yeah, not, nothing really else. Nothing really different to say. I mean, I know we never broke down the first two, um, but his performance hasn't changed. It's just as good as good as it was in the first two. I love him as this character. Love this character. Um, and he was once again, great. And I feel this one, um, he even got more of a chance to shine. Um, because you know, with it being, uh, the story focused on his, um, his, uh, his brothers and the relationships and all that, um, even gave him more of a chance to, to stand out. But even though it's more so branch's story, I'm sorry. Anna Kendrick is poppy. She just she stands out in every single one of these movies. I would put her at number one in all of these, all three films, because she is so energetic as this character. She makes she makes this character so much fun. I love when I love whenever Poppy is on screen. I love it so much. And when uh, her and her sister interact um, in this makes me love her even more. Um she she is fantastic um so that is my top three dude freaking agreed yeah i i had a feeling it would be exactly the same and i really? was 100 correct hell yeah <laughs> i i would say i where i think you maybe you believe she's the like the big standout i think her and justin timberlake could be a coin flip all right like that's where i'm I'm a little closer to it being like a coin flip between them justin timberlake's an underrated actor dude dude he really you know what the biggest um flex that i feel he should be able to showcase is the fact that he voiced and i know no one watched it but the fact that he he voiced boo boo and yogi bear and you can't even tell that it is him his his voice impression is so freaking good in that movie. And like and it is really freaking good. Nothing against Dan Aykroyd who plays Yogi, but I'm sorry, it's just Dan it's just Dan Aykroyd doing a voice impression of Yogi Bear. Yeah. Um much. You, you still can hear Dan Aykroyd in there. It you cannot hear Justin Timberlake at all in Boo Boo. I know, dude. I thought that was a joke. <laughs> when I first saw it, when they're just like "boo boo" voiced by Justin Timberlake, I was like, "bullshit." <laughs> so, yeah, that's funny. And then you see, it, you're just like, "oh god!" Like, yeah, he he did the voice. Like, whoever voiced Boo Boo the first time around, and ones that have come after that, like, he did justice to the character. He was fantastic. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, he's he. There's not a hell of a lot that he can't do. Like he's done like some serious movies, like he's done like obviously comedies. Like he he plays like a super wide range of characters. Yeah, um, a really good one that kind of showcases his acting. I I know it's like super cheesy, but I I like his movie In Time. Yes, that movie gets way too much hate. It does. It it does have a very like. I don't think it needed to be as long as it did. This it feels like something that could have been like an episode of like Black Mirror or something. Oh, yeah, that's fair. But it it was good. <laughs> it really was. I liked it yeah. a lot. Yeah, um, I did too. 
But yeah, I mean, uh, anyway, getting back to this movie, the the performances were great, uh, mm-hmm. at least from the main cast. I think some of the extras were could have been a little bit much. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel um, like you said, I liked Tiny Diamond a lot in this movie compared to the second one, which I hated him um, and nothing against Keenan Thompson. He's great in both times that he's played him. Um, but I am glad that he was a lot more tolerable. <laughs> And this t- this time around, yeah, very much so. Uh, so, where are you sitting with with acting? Um, I think I'll just be slightly above my story score. Um, so I think I'll be at an eighty six. I'm actually sitting right at your. Uh, story score. So I, I gave it an 84. Okay. <laughs> Dude, we are so close in this. I love it. We are. I mean, there's a little bit more of a separation than there typically is, but usually it's like one off. So it's not too often that it's two. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, next up, we got character development. Um, Like, I feel you. Um, you have to compare. I'm. I'm assuming you you did branch. Yes. Okay. Um, I feel you have to compare Branch's character arc in this movie with the first two, um, because he has come quite a long way. Um, being how he was in the first one, you know, didn't want to be associated with anybody, um, hated everything. Um, to now, he freaking he's honestly living a good life he has a girlfriend now just it's it's really nice to see how far he's come from one to three um and adding uh that he was in a boy band like you think that that would just like feel out of place maybe like oh well where the hell was that and why wasn't that pointed out in the first two but it it doesn't it it makes complete sense that the way that he he is in the first one how we're first introduced to him the way that his brothers just left him makes complete sense as to why branch is the way that he is. Um, and seeing that, you know, he decides to go with John Dory to free Floyd and, you know, he's actually excited that he actually gets to see his brothers again and get them all together. But then literally as they're, as everyone's been uh, brought back together and they're heading to Floyd, uh, to rescue Floyd, they're just like, yeah. So after we rescue him, uh, we're breaking up again. Uh, yeah, because you know we can't handle each other, and just fr- the freaking like turmoil that Branch goes through. Uh, this movie to where like you know he's 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 mad to see his brother brothers, but then he's happy to see him. But then once again, he's just like, well, you guys are leaving me all over again. This is bullshit. Um, and then of course you know at at the end. They decide no, we're 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 gonna stay Brozone. Brozone is back. It's great. It's a simpli- you know, it's it's a many would say it's a simplistic character development. Excuse me. But um for just how much I've gotten to know this character through these three films, um I actually really enjoyed it. Um the the branch in the first movie, I never would have thought that I would have loved him as much as I do. Um when looking at the third movie. Yeah, they do focus very heavily on his growth, 
which I think is is pretty fun. I mean, they have little snippets for for Poppy and whatnot, but I think a majority of their growth is coming from Branch. Yeah, I feel the second. Uh, I don't. Would you say the second one is Poppy's movie for character development? Mostly, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I I like the the methodology like behind like the the trolls movies because what it feels like they're doing is instead of being like oh let's continue this story of like let's see where where we can take it and blah 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 like moving forward it's more just like okay well you know what we never addressed (laughs) in this one like we never like outright said that branch didn't have a family before we just all we had was he lived with his grandma and she got eaten yeah <laughs> because he was singing <laughs> you forget the fact that when he says that and clay's just like wait grandma got eaten <laughs> <laughs> poor clay didn't know yeah and it's um so yeah i mean it's that it's um gosh but what was I saying? What was the point I was trying to make? <laughs> it, it's it's fun how they talk about stuff. It's like, again, it's things that they never address where the, the second movie, it's just like, oh, the dad has a secret. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Other trolls are out there. And then this one, it's like, oh, surprise, surprise. Secret family. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I, I hope that they keep that train going because it where it's just like, oh, dad has another secret. <laughs> uh I mean, I forget the director's oh, what was his name? Uh because he directed the he didn't direct the first one, but he directed this one and the second one. Um Walt Dorn Dorn. Um he straight up said uh he's got a lot of stories um for the for trolls and these characters, so if um and i mean this one was successful enough um it was the budget was 98 million yeah or 95 million box office was 208 that's not bad that's not bad Um, at all so he said if the interest is there and the box office is there he's glad to continue to make more and more trolls movies that's fine i think i think with what trolls is and it like i said it's something visually pleasing for children yes and it's musical it's fun like iris when we were watching it was jumping around and dancing to certain songs like that's what it should be yeah absolutely. it doesn't need to be any great cinematic masterpiece yeah and so with i mean just getting into the character development like it 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 doesn't need to be a character driven story or character driven anything yeah so i mean talking about branch he had an arc it was it was fine it wasn't Mm -hmm. anything like groundbreaking or whatever it was it was exactly what it needed to be exactly so this is probably where i'm gonna it was as average as it as it could get and I think that is just purely in benefit of the film. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but I'm sitting maybe like a 76 with character development. It's it. This was just barely above average. 
think I'm just going to be slightly above you at a 78. It's like it, it, you said, very much average or even slightly below average, but just I still really, really enjoyed the character development we get from Rancher. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got animation. I mean, just as solid as it was with the first two. Um, I will say with with um, when they decided to make a animated Trolls movie, I am very much glad that uh, they did not um, make them truly look like the toy that they're based off of. They even make that joke in the first one. That's those are like the ploy trolls that they do to um, distract the Bergens. Yep. Um, so thank God that they did not go with those designs because that would not have been uh, pleasing to the eye. Um, but the designs that they did go with. For all three of these are just they're they're so I really like it. Um the animation just pops, it's vibrant. Um just yeah, like like for how for how these movies are set up, um, like honestly, the the animation impresses me. Like I can understand why the budget is almost a hundred million for almost all of these, uh when it comes to the animation, because like it is I feel it's it's really freaking solid. Yeah, it's it's solid animation. It's nowhere close to being like the best thing in the world. Like oh, this is this doesn't even come close to touching what Puss in Boots was. Oh, definitely. Like it's good. I think a lot of the action sequences um, looked a little odd at times. Like there was just there was some movement that would happen occasionally where it felt like it wasn't fully compositioned. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So I mean, I overall I enjoyed the the animation on on this. Um, I'm still fairly high. I I'm like nah, I haven't decided. <laughs> where are you at? Um, I was just re- really enjoy the animation, not only in this one, but, um, with all three. Um, so, but yeah, you're right. It's nothing groundbreaking, um, groundbreaking. So I'd say I'm probably at like a solid 90. Yeah. I'm going a hair below sitting at a, an 89 there. All right, next up we got music. I which mean, it's, it's a trolls movie. The soundtrack is freaking bitching. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's so killer. Um and add in that uh we got a freaking song that uh reunited in sync after years and years. Uh I feel that just made it even freaking better. Yeah. Do I, I like that they're not fully jumping on the modern music train like they are hitting classics. Yes, definitely. Like the. Um, uh, what's what it's called? The Sweet Dreams song. Yeah, like I thought that was really well performed. Obviously, it had a bit of a more modern take on it, Yeah, which and I thought it worked really well. It did. 
Um, even um, like when uh, John Dory and uh, Bruce are like, they first come together and decide to sing their first song together after so many years. I think it was Candy Girl. Um, I think that's the name of the song. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, that, that that's definitely an older song. That That is uh, not one that a lot of people this uh, day and age would uh, know about. But the way that they perform it, freaking great. Um, and when Branch jumps in, it's even better. Yeah, I'm just looking through the uh, the soundtrack right now. I mean, they got yeah, you're a candy girl. You've got it. Motown, Philly, everybody, Backstreets back, staying alive, nine to five. Uh, better place, family, perfect. It takes two. Like it's such a good freaking soundtrack dude for real yeah the, so the song that the, i like my favorite song um has to be the opening to the portion where branch and his brother start singing and they're all trapped in the glass uh, or the diamond yeah container. that was awesome like that like that had a killer build up yeah it did so yeah freaking love that and all of the other songs too like i'm not the biggest fan like the only thing that affects the the soundtrack for me personally and i'm not going to affect it because i know this is a personal preference i'm not the biggest fan of mashups or medleys oh so like combining two songs yeah where with this, say, they did it with like a bunch of different songs. Yeah, because like that scene I was talking about, like you first get um Candy Girl, but then once Branch comes in, jumps straight into the backstreet's back. But of course they say uh Brozone's back. Um so yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. It, it's not my favorite thing. I know that's a personal preference, but I, I get it. Yeah. It's not affecting the music score for me at all. Um, I'm having a hard time not not giving this a, a ten, though. I will. I mean, personally, I would give it a ten. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Next up, we got character design. So this is just how like the characters looked and and everything. Um, Trolls. I. It's a classic look. Definitely. Like at least now, like the the updated yeah. modern trolls, it's a classic look, very distinctive. But in terms of this movie, I feel like they should have either been consistent with how the brothers looked at the beginning, with how they looked at the end, or when they were like first introduced. Like, I think there should have been some more consistency there because it seemed like everything about them sort of changed. The, yeah, that's true. Like it was the, it was their figure that changed. And with some of them, like the 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 dreamboat one, like that made sense because it was for a gag. Yeah. But like some of the others, like I, I want to say Clay, like he went from being like kind of classic troll build like kind of how like they all kind of started off looking like how branch does 
Yeah, that's true. And then they kind of went to looking like wildly different. Yeah, for I think Clay was the the worst, of, not worst, but like the most obvious. Like he, he, I would dare say, wasn't even recognizable. Yeah, very much so. Like I, I actually almost re we rewound the movie to be like, that's not the same freaking dude, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think that there should have been some level of consistency there, and I am going to ding the movie for that. That's fair. Just because from like I'm I'm trying to think from like a kid's perspective, that'd be hard to follow. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Like especially since we only see them for a short amount of time. Yeah, that is true. So, uh, other than that, it's hard to argue with like how the the characters looked. So, or like how distinct their look is. So, I'm probably around a nine for costumes. Yeah, I'm gonna have to match you there. All right, last up, we got our own personal score. So, where are you sitting with that one? Um, so with this one, um, like pointed out, um, Trolls is the rare it's one of the rare trilogies in my opinion that all three are consistent they're consistent um and that's a very good thing um they're all consistently good um they're they're nothing groundbreaking they're they're no across the spider-verse or puss in boots the last wish but they're they're fun kids movies that i feel even adults can enjoy um and this this third one, I had just as good of a time with it as I did with the first two. Um, the Branch and Poppy are great characters. I love seeing them, um, their characters develop even more um, with this one. And um, the inclusion of Branch's brothers is great. Um, just yeah, I, I had a really good time with this with this third movie. Um, so personally, I would. Hmm. I think personally I'll be at an 84. Not bad. Um I am I'm sitting in that in that ballpark too. Um I might be a little bit lower though. This this may be my least favorite of the three. Okay. Um they're like they're all pretty much on the same level. Like the the difference, I feel like the difference between my personal score on this one versus the others is maybe a point. <laughs> like it's it's not a huge difference at all. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm giving my personal score an eighty two. I really dig how these movies are are made. Like like you stated, they're consistent and they're fun. And for something that's meant to be for kids like this, it it hits the target on the head every freaking time. Yeah, it really does. So, I mean, and the soundtrack is killer. It is perfectly acceptable of a thing for parents and kids to watch alike like there's there's nothing wrong with this movie for like it's just yeah 
no, there's nothing like truly like wrong with this. The like any of our our score th- problems there, it's it's mainly nitpicks. Yeah, no, that, that's a good and point. And just like from our perspective as adults, kids aren't going to regard this. It this is more than f- fun enough for them to to watch and see. Yes. So. Yeah, like I said, I'm giving this one a, an 82. Not bad. All right. So with that, that wraps up this week's breakdown. So going through these scores real quick. Starting off with story, uh, we had a pretty decent start, sitting at an 83. Uh, the writing took a bit of a dive, sitting at a 79.5. Acting jumped right back up to an 85. Character development went is our lowest category, sitting at a 77. Mm-hmm. 80 or so the uh, the animation is sitting at an 89.5 because it's DreamWorks and it looks really good. Uh, music, surprise, surprise, sitting at a 10 out of 10. And the character design is sitting at a 9 out of 10. And then our personal score for this movie ended up averaging to an 83. So with that, the final All Bros letter grade for Trolls Band Together is... A B. I think that's perfect. I think that is excellent. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> awesome! Freaking love that. Yeah, this is this is the perfect ranking for for this one. Um. All right, let's see where this one ended up ranking. All right, so this one is sitting at an eighty-five point eight seven percent. This is our new highest B movie. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, right? So out of 30 or uh, nope, 44 B movies, this is sitting at number one. Nice. And then like our total ranking out of... 269 move actually that's probably not a great category or a great ranking because most of our movies are b minus b b plus movies so there's not a whole lot of c plus not a whole lot of c c minuses like and there's just less and less so doing it that way is probably not accurate anyway (laughs) uh so yeah it's sitting at an 85.87 percent which puts it below Shazam Fury of the Gods uh as well as Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Okay. I I can agree with that one. It is below Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh wow. Yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming and Sing 2. All right. That's fair. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. And let's see, going the opposite direction, it is sitting above 
Star Wars, The Force Awakens. I'm going to bite my tongue with that one. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, it's 0.06% difference. Okay, that doesn't make me feel a little better. Uh, it is also sitting above Halloween Kills. Yeah, okay, I can accept that. All right, and Onward. You know what? I, I th Yeah, I would agree with that, actually. Yeah, uh, it is also above the Flash. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and it is above Holes. Okay, not bad. Not bad ranking. Yeah, not bad at all. I think this has a pretty decent home. Agreed. Definitely. Yeah. So. Awesome. All right. Well. Um, if you guys liked what you heard and you want to hear more, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are damn near everywhere. Um, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, which I feel Spotify is usually the platform where everyone listens to podcasts, or at least mostly everyone uses Spotify. You would think, but a majority of our listens come from other sources. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Surprising as hell. All right. Cool. Um, well, uh, if you uh, prefer to uh, listen uh, on YouTube, uh, you can also find us there if you uh, want to listen to the podcast there. Um, you can find us on all social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of those. We are at the Albros. Um, you can email us, channel at gmail.com. Um, Check out our website, tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros, or you can also check out our merch store, uh, tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the Albros channel. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what else I was going to say. <laughs> um, Making it super interesting for everyone, Rose. I, I am. I, I'm good at that. I'm good at that. Um, but yeah. Um, so this has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. I'm Caleb. And we will catch you guys next week. Deuces. See ya. <laughs>